Hey there, welcome to the Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Gribble. If you do social media for a K through 12 school, then you are in the right spot. We're going to talk all about using social media in a safe and effective way to celebrate your students and your staff and all the awesome things that are happening in your school. So let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the podcast. I am so glad you're here. Oh my goodness, Jason Laz. He's out of Troy City School District in New York, a smaller district, uh, but he's in his first year and he has done a lot. Um, He's going to share how social media fits into his role and some of the great feedback that he's started to receive from people within his district, uh, parents included. He's going to share a real unique way of getting content from parents, which is kind of a new concept that you've never heard before. So I'm teasing you that. Um, So you're going to want to pay attention. And then um, he's really going to talk about how he is incorporating a student intern to help him with his content. And his main tip is key of sharing the positive smiles on your face, on your Facebook page and your social media channels. Oh my gosh. It's so much about that. Um, So a lot of great wisdom. Um, Jason's just really excited to be able to celebrate his school. I have gotten to know Jason uh, through our membership program. He is a member of our uh, social media group and we have almost 400 schools that are part of that. And I know it is the holiday season. Um, I'd really love for you to consider giving yourself the gift of support this year. There is a cost to it, um, but your school should have PD dollars. Um, and just like um, you know, your uh, teachers have you know those personal learning groups, those PLCs, this is your PLC for social media. And because social media is always changing, there's new things that are coming on boards. There's new things and old things that do work or don't work anymore. Um, this social media um, membership group is a spot to be connected to what's working in social media, give you the boost to try new things and to grow your channels, to be able to celebrate your students and staff with even more people. So check it out. Check out the membership group. Um, I've got a link in the show notes. You can also head over to my website, socialschoolforedu.com. I'd love to see you in that group. Just ask the worst thing somebody can say, your boss, worst they can say is no. Um, you know, but really the best thing that's going to happen is at least they're going to know that you are interested in growing and continuing to uh, do a better job for your school. So that's awesome. All right. Now let's jump into today's K-12 PR tip. All right. Quick little tip today. Jason's going to actually talking talk about starting a new account for his athletic department. He actually set up a Twitter account that's dedicated to uh, celebrating their athletics Um, And what I want to remind you of today is making sure that you have a document somewhere that is saved that has your login, uh, username, and passwords for all of your social media channels. Now, of course, this does not include Facebook because Facebook does not have a username and a password. You assign people to be administrators of your Facebook page. So you don't have a login for that. But You do for Twitter, you do for Instagram, you do have a Google account, right, associated with YouTube. If you have any other accounts, make sure LinkedIn, uh, make sure that you have a username and password up to date 
saved in a safe spot where more than just you knows how to access it, somebody else that can be trusted. Um, but, you know, we're getting towards the, f- the first of the year. Sometimes we just like to make sure that we've got our ducks in a row uh, this time of year. And so that is my request is where are your passwords? Where are they saved? Do you know where they're at? Do other does at least one other person know where they're at in case uh, something would happen? And, you know, um, you win the lottery. That's what I always say. If you won the lottery, would somebody uh, know where to find that? Because you wouldn't have time to tell them. You'd be worried about spending all your newfound money. Um, so uh, I'd like that to be our K-12 PR tip of the day. And you're going to get a lot of great tips from today's interview with Jason Laz. So let's get started. Jason Laz is in the house. Welcome to the podcast, Jason. Thank you so much, Andrea. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Jason is the communication specialist for Troy City School District in New York. He's coming to share a lot of what he's been doing and he's been doing a great job. So why don't you kind of share your background and your role there uh, with our listeners? Sure. So uh, Troy is a district. We've got about 3,500 kids or so. We have five elementary schools, one middle school and a high school. Um, so we're, we're classified as, I, I guess, an urban district. Um, but I, I would tend to think we're more s- suburban, but that's, you know, it's kind of, it's a good mix. We have a, a we have a very diverse student population in, in our district, which is great. Um, the interesting thing I think about my background is that my path to school PR um, actually started more or less in the room that I'm sitting in right now. Um, I'm a graduate of Troy High School. I graduated from the Troy City School District, which I'm super proud of. I was born and raised here. Um, my wife and I now live just one town over uh, from Troy. Um, and I really started getting into video production and video editing when I took Media Production 1 um, in this this room, this suite of rooms at Troy High. Uh, I won't say how many years ago, but it was several years ago. Um, and that really kind of started me on my path to what I'm doing now very indirectly. Um, I wanted to get into media production. I knew I wanted to do something like that. I ended up uh, getting involved in technical theater in high school. I was a stage manager. I did lighting and sound and all that kind of stuff. Um, ended up going to school for TV video production, broadcast journalism, spent some time working in local news as a videographer and editor, master control, news producer, a little bit of everything. Um, and then kind of just fell into my last job, which was my first job in school PR. Um, and I was there for about seven years. I was at a local BOCES here, uh, serving schools in three counties. Um, and I did a lot of the same stuff that I'm doing now, videography, photography, writing, social media, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then the position opened up here at Troy. Um, and it has really just been a match made in heaven. I think so far, um, I'm so happy to come back and represent my school, my alma mater in this capacity. Um, and it's just, it's been a lot of fun getting to come back, almost like coming back home um, and getting, you know, to know the district in ways that I never could have imagined before. And, you know, the, I think one of the most fun facts is my superintendent who hired me in this position was my high school principal when I was uh, a student here at Tri High. Um, so my principal in high school, who I was obviously never in his office for anything, um, uh, now is is my boss and is the one who brought me back here to Troy. So I'm I'm very excited about that. That's awesome. I've interviewed a few other people that have had similar situations like that, former teachers that are now their colleagues. So it's kind of cool. So how long have you been back in Troy City School District then? Um, I've been back almost a year. Uh, I okay. started early December of last year. 
Um, and actually this Thursday, which coincidentally is my wife's birthday, um, will mark my eighth anniversary working in, in school PR. I was appointed to my first job on November 17th. So that's coming up in just a couple of days here, uh, in November. That's awesome. Um, well, I can tell, you know, just by you talking about how proud of the school you are, there's just a special link. And I'm lucky I graduated from the school that I do social media for every day uh, in New Auburn. And there's just a special tie there, um, that pride and all of that. So um, that's awesome. So you you are you're doing all things communications. Are you a one person shop? Yeah. Yep. It's just me. And I kind of tend to do everything which which yeah. as most of us know that's it's a blessing and a curse um but i enjoy it because it really kind of helps me be aware of what's going on and really have a hand in a lot of the things that are out there in the public about our school district yeah so among all of your uh responsibilities how does social media kind of fit into your role what channels are you managing and and you know some of that social media is you know, obviously a huge part of, of my job. I think probably a good chunk of time is spent making sure that what we're putting out is uh, showing everyone about all the great things going on here in Troy. Um, you know, unfortunately, like a lot of school districts, there are there are some reputation things from the past that just don't really let go. Um, and Troy has come a long way in the past 15, 20, 30 years. Um, and a lot of people, you know, for whatever reason, just aren't always seeing that. So I try to make sure that we're pushing out all the positive stuff, as much positivity as we can um, to really, you know, let people know that, hey, these are opportunities that our students have here in Troy. The room that we're in, it's our, our podcasting room, our, our broadcast control room, our, our esports and our journalism classes use the space to produce content. Um, and I think a lot of people probably wouldn't realize that that's something that goes on here um, in Troy. So being able to use our social media to really push that that narrative, that positive spin of, you know, this is what we're doing in Troy. These are the things that our kids get to experience and get to do here in Troy um, that people may not think is an option for kids here in Troy. Um, so social media is huge for that. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and YouTube. Uh, YouTube, I don't, I don't do a ton with, with YouTube at this point. That's a lot of it is really just streaming for sports and, and things like that. Um, but Facebook and Instagram are definitely our, our big ones. Um, Twitter for some athletic stuff, but you know, who knows where Twitter is going in the next weeks and months at this point. So, uh, it's kind of all up in the air right now. Right. Yeah. But you're really using it to celebrate the great things happening. And I love that. Um, and if you guys want to check us out on YouTube, we're, we're, uh, filming this as well as an audio podcast, you'll see that when I got on today, I'm like, Jason, you are like legit. He's got the the podcast mic and the headset and all of that. So, um, and that's why you sound so good uh, uh, today. Um, so what are some of the best stories, you know, look, thinking back over the, this last year that you've been able to share from your school on social media? Um, I, I think, I mean, there's, you know, great stories all the time, I think. So it's it's kind of hard to narrow down what are some of the, the best stories that we've told. Um, if you're part of the social media group that Andrea runs, you've probably seen the post of me getting tackled by an offensive lineman before our homecoming game. Um, that was probably one of the most fun pieces of content that I've pushed out um, because I kind of got to be right there literally without actually being on camera, which is 
which was great. But uh, I mean, our homecom all of our homecoming content was huge this year. We between you know we won the football game, we crowned the homecoming queen, we took that live. All of the photos, all the content from that was really really well received by our community. Um, and I, I think you know it, it can be hard because as, as school social media folks, we know there's not a golden ticket. There's not a formula that's going to lead us to this post is going to do really well. A lot of times when we're in schools at events, we get great pictures and we think, oh, this is going to be great on social media. And then you post it up, you edit your pictures, you post it, and you know maybe you reach 600 people. And it's like, okay, well, that was really disappointing. I was really excited for this. But then other times you get one photo sent to you by a teacher that you put a one sentence caption out there and it takes off and you get thousands of people that comment on it or share it and like it and see it. And it's, it's crazy. So any, the way I kind of look at it is the more smiling kids doing fun things that I can put on our social media, the better. Um, one of the first things that I did when I came to Troy last year was we had a couple local barbers come into one of our elementary, one of our elementary schools and, uh, give kids free haircuts before the holidays. Um, and I shot some video with that. I did. I actually did an Instagram reel before I really knew anything about Instagram reels. Um, and we had some media coverage, but we pushed that out. And that that did really, really well for us, which was encouraging for me as I'm just coming into the district. And, hey, here's this thing. And we covered it and pushed it out. And it was really positive. Um, anytime that we're celebrating what our kids are doing, um, you know, like like I said, you know, a few minutes ago, that's that's really my mantra when it comes to our social media is let's make our kids look as good as we can. Let's celebrate what our kids and our staff is doing. Um, and stuff like that comes up all the time. It's kids that they had a special guest come into the classroom and did a hands-on activity with them. That really isn't anything super and spectacular, but it was not just kids going to school and having lunch and going to recess and then coming home. Right. So yeah. I, I think any, any of that kind of stuff really has the potential to be one of those great stories. And, there's just so many of them. It, it's it's really hard to look back over the past year and have a couple that just stick out. Yeah. Well, the free haircut sounds great. I, I would love to get that link so we can put it in the show notes. And then, um, yeah, your reel where you got ran over by the football players was really funny. Um, so we'll have to take share a link with that as well. But you also got some amazing photographs at your homecoming. And so I got a question for you. This wasn't on the list, but I always come up with questions that, you know, you are a one person shop. So it's a big event. It's homecoming. You said you live streamed some of it, but you also got some really good photos. What is your trick or your tip for those listening of how do you get the best of both? Cause you'd think if you were live streaming, you wouldn't be able to take photos with a nice camera. What's right. kind of your strategy? So I, I guess I, I have to backtrack a little bit. Technically I'm a one person shop, but I did just kind of get an unofficial student intern this okay. year. Um, so I was, he's actually one of the students in the journalism class. So I've gotten to know him a little bit throughout the course of the year. Um, and I said to him before, because he's been to you know all the football games, and you know we because I go and shoot most of the football games, and then kids from the journalism class can sign up to cover you know whatever sports events are going on. And Justin has always been out of the football games, and I said to him, uh, I said you're going to homecoming tonight, right? And he said yeah. And I said I got a job for you then. I said I want you to, and this was good timing because we were in the middle of your Facebook challenge. Um, I said I got a job for you. I said I want to take the crowning of the homecoming queen live on Facebook tonight. 
Um, and he's like, maybe we should do Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, we could probably get more people, but I need a Facebook live for this challenge that I'm doing. So we're going to do it on Facebook. Um, so I said, I'm just going to, when it comes time, I said, I'm just going to give you my phone and it's going to be, you know, the Facebook app is going to be open on the district. And we're going to just go live and we're going to follow it through and whatever happens, happens. Um, so that was how I was able to do that. I probably wouldn't have if I didn't have anyone with me to, to do it because I think, you know, my photos and things were, were more important than the live stream. But, um, we had a, you know, a bunch of comments during it. And when the crowning ended, he handed my phone back to me and he goes, we got a couple of comments like, Oh, I'm so glad this is being live streamed, you know, oh, congratulations. And I looked at it and it was our board of ed president and one of our assistant superintendents. Um, so that was some, some very, very good, uh, positive feedback that I'm glad we did this. It worked out really well. Um, and there was, there was obviously a lot of positivity around that. I love it. And what kind of feedback, again, I'm putting you on your, on the spot a little bit, but what kind of feedback have you received? Cause, cause, um, we're going to link up all of your pages. Um, you are doing a really good job, Jason. And so you. have you gotten some good feedback from the community, from the staff of the storytelling that you're doing via social media? You know, I, I really have. And it's, this is one of those things that's awkward to talk about. Right. But it is, um, but we have to toot our own horn because I and, mean, and but that's, that's what I'm so grateful for you for, because you're so good at helping us toot our own horns on these things, which is great. Um, I have received a ton of great feedback from all levels of people within the district. Um, you know, my superintendent, our other district administrators, you know, other staff that I interact with frequently, um, teachers, parents, you know, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of, you know, Hey, your, your Instagram is looking really, really good. You know, I love what you're putting up on Facebook right now. Um, you know, all your pictures are so great. Um, so that's been really encouraging for me as someone who's kind of in that midpoint almost of, of their career. Um, you know, I'm coming up on doing this a decade now. And I think like a lot of us, I still feel like I have that, almost that imposter syndrome at times where like, do I really know what I'm doing or am I just really good at faking it? Have I just been getting lucky? Um, so to hear that kind of feedback from folks is, is really important. And on the flip side of that, it's also helped me to be a little bit more open with giving other people that positive feedback um, on things that they're doing. You know, my, my student intern is, is one example. I've made a point of being like, Hey, your photos are really good. You know, you, you don't have the equipment that I have, um, but you're doing a really great job. You put in a lot of effort and it looks really good, you know, for what we're, what we're working with. Um, so it, it's been really encouraging for myself to see that, but it's also kind of helping me step that up and pass that on to other folks, because if it's helping me feel like I'm doing my job better um, and makes me feel good about myself, I should be turning that around to make other people feel the same way. Yeah. The ripple effect. I'm getting goosebumps because I just, uh, I love that. Um, so you've mentioned a couple of times our membership group, which you're a part of, and we did a, a Facebook challenge pushing you out of your comfort zone a little bit. So, um, has that group been able to help you, you know, kind of try new things and, 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 uh, you know, do some new things with your social media strategy for your school? Absolutely. You know, I, and I think with, like with anything, little steps are kind of the most important here. You know, we're not going to totally flip the script on what we're doing on social media overnight. Um, but seeing what other people are around the country are doing, how they're using their social media, what they're covering, how they're covering it, um, even just things like the Canva template directory. Um, you know, oh, I never thought to make a Canva graphic for this, but you know, here's a template that I can use and make it my colors and throw my logo in and throw in a picture and boom, there it is. Um, I might not have taken the time or thought to do something like that. 
Um, so just having that group has been a, a huge resource for me um, in stepping out of that comfort zone a little bit and just getting some new ideas because in schools, everything is cyclical, right? It's really, really easy to get in that rut of, you know, oh, well, we're starting in September, it's back to school and then it's this and then it's homecoming and then we're into the winter and it's concert season and all of this that just goes on every single year. It can be really hard to kind of freshen that up and do new things and keep it from being just a loop that is people, if somebody scrolled back the past three years on your Facebook page, it's going to be the same things over and over and over again. So I'm really grateful for the group because it's helped me look at some new things and, you know, that cycle is always going to be there just by the nature of what we do. But being able to kind of step out of that and add these other pieces and other things that um, just tapping into that group mind is uh, huge, I think. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I was just talking to a new member today. She just joined last week and she was already using the Canva directory. So that's awesome. Uh, that's a, one of the benefits. And then um, just this morning, we had a reel that showed a bunch of um, apparel items for sale through an Instagram reel instead of just a, hey, we're having another shirt sale. Yeah. But you're actually sharing, showing different pictures of the items. So anyways, constant ideas and because social media is always changing we're always there for one another so i love it if you are looking for a little motivation uh and uh some help with your social media you should definitely join us there um you know, and, and andrea I'll, I'll say this too i don't i i firmly believe after doing this for i say so long it hasn't even been a decade yet but after doing this for so long i firmly believe that you can't do this job on an island even if as a one-person shop it's really, really difficult, if not impossible, to do this job successfully and really bring your district that positive publicity, the positive branding, the positive outreach into the community if you don't have people that can support you in it, whether it's people in your district, in your buildings that are helping gather content, helping write things, helping manage the website, or things like your group or your state SPRA or NSPRA or whatever it is. It's really, really difficult to do this job all by yourself. No one can do this on an island. Um, and I'm really grateful that on my island is Andrea's membership group, <laughs> among many other resources, of course. But right. uh, I, I'm so grateful for the group. And, you know, I don't think you can really be successful doing this on your own. Yeah, absolutely. And when I started that group, I thought I had to have all the answers. Oh, no we have a community of almost 400 different school districts from across the country. So everybody's kind of, um, you know, participating and giving good ideas. I, I love it too. Um, so user generated content, I'm switching gears a little bit. It's really powerful. So getting content from your followers. So yeah. you have kind of a unique way of getting content from parents. So can you share that with me? Sure. So I, as we're coming back on back to school time, the end of August, um, you know, we do what everybody else does and Hey, send us your first day pictures. We want to see what the first day of school looks like from your perspective. Um, and I spend more when, when people send me pictures, you know, through email or whatever, I spend more time going back to them and saying, Hey, these came through really small. Can you try texting these to me? Um, and then they, they send the full size image and it's, and it's fine. Um, so I decided why not take that approach with our parents as well? Um, so I created a Google voice number, downloaded the app on my phone. And I put that number out on our social media, you know, a week, a couple of days before school started and said, Hey, we want to see your first day pictures. Um, send us a message here on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, email them to social media at troycst.org. 
or text us at, you know, whatever the phone number was. Um, the, the bonus that I think I got lucky on is the first three digits of the number were the same as my desk number as all of our numbers within the district. I don't know how I managed to do that, but, um, it worked. Um, and oh my gosh, I, it took off. I got 200 text messages from parents over the first week of school, texting me pictures of their kids. And I could, they pulled up Google voice on my computer and I could download all the pictures right from there. I didn't have to try to plug in my phone or, you know, do anything like that or save because sometimes saving messages from a Facebook message or Instagram can be kind of tricky and not really work the best out there. Um, but using this Google voice number was huge. Um, so I've kept it active. And when there's something where I need to solicit content from parents, I'm pushing that number back out there. And I, a couple of weeks after that, I actually got a text from a student with a picture after the soccer game saying, I think you do social media for Troy. We won you know, five to zero or whatever the score was. Um, and I was like, wow, okay, people, people are paying attention to this. This is, this is working. Um, so I, it was really, really encouraging to, to see that. Cause we've, we've generally had a pretty good response at getting those first day pictures from people. Um, and obviously this is my first, first day here in Troy, but, um, using that Google voice to get parents to text images because they're already texting them to everybody anyway. They're texting them to their, to their spouse or their brother, their sister, aunts, uncles, grandma, grandpa, whatever. So it was just another number to text the pictures to. And it worked really, really well. And I was really surprised by that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and, and a good tip for people to think of. Now, if you can handle it, obviously, really, really big districts, maybe it wouldn't be wouldn't work as well. Um, um, for the record, what I did do, I turned off the notifications because it, it's the it's the Google Voice app. It's not coming through in all my other text messages. Um, so I just didn't allow notifications for that app. And I went in a couple of times a day and looked at all the unreads and then deleted them. And then obviously they were marked red. So then when I went back in, if the message was unread, I hadn't saved the image yet um, because I didn't need my phone blowing up constantly. Right. With it. Um, also, that way, if people try to call that number, my phone isn't ringing. Okay. Good, good advice. Um, all right. So Twitter whether, you know, people are still using that or not. Some schools have given up on Twitter. Just, we haven't seen, I mean, Facebook and Instagram, you kind of mentioned um, are the big ones, but you have a dedicated sports Twitter account. So can you kind of share the reasoning behind creating that account and what's made it successful and who runs it? Yeah, sure. So I had kind of thought on and off from the time I started in Troy um, about creating a, a Twitter just for athletics um, here, because we we have a we have a large number of sports teams. Um, I mean, not a ton. Obviously, some schools have a lot more, but I didn't want our main Twitter feed to be just athletics news. Um, so I figured if we created an athletics Twitter, then we could kind of redirect that traffic, and it wouldn't really be a hey, all Troy treats about is is sports because now, well, yeah, it's the Troy Sports Twitter account. Of course, it's all sports. Um, so I was kind of going back and forth with that, and then I had one of our one of our PE teachers who's a coach for, uh, I think she, she might coach cross country or, or one of the, the middle school teams. Um, she approached me and said, Hey, I'm working on my master's degree. Um, for one of my projects, I want to create a Troy athletics, Twitter account, you know, our AD already signed off on it. Um, can you help me get that going? And I said, absolutely. I've been thinking about this anyway. So this is really just, you know, this is the sign that this is what we're going to do. Um, so, you know, we got, we got all the, the approvals we needed. The superintendent signed off on it, all that. And I sat down with her and I had my cover photo and the profile image ready to go. So I could send that to her so I could make sure the branding was what we wanted it to be. 
Um, and then she created the account and, um, I, I've kind of really taken that over and I'm doing most of that work now. Um, but I don't know that we would have actually created that if I hadn't worked with, with that teacher on doing that. Um, so that was kind of how it got started, but, um, I was, I was shocked. And again, part of it is good timing. The first two months that that account existed, it outperformed our main district Twitter account by something like 150% or something. Now, wow. granted, we had softball and baseball both make it into the postseason. The softball team made it all the way to the state final four. Um, so that certainly helped drive a lot of that content. Um, and I don't remember what the metrics looked like for the fall sports season that just wrapped up here, but um, it's been it's been really positive. It's not doesn't have a huge following, but the reach is really impressive for for the small amount of content that's actually going out on it. Right. Um, but it gives us a great outlet to be tweeting out live scores when we can, promoting the, the upcoming games when our kids get you know highlights, whether it's player of the week or you know we had a lot of them at the end of last season for softball. So we've just promoted all of that on the athletics Twitter page because that's all it was supposed to be for. Right. Yeah, that's an advantage of just doing that. You still use your other Twitter account for the district, but just not quite as much as you do Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, Is that Facebook right? and Instagram are definitely our main kind of social media presence. Um, I try to keep up with Twitter, but, you know, it's I don't know. It's not it's not the first thing that I'm thinking of because, you know, I think we see a lot less engagement there. So it's it's using that yeah. data to look back and say, all right, well, we get more out of these other platforms. Let's focus on that rather than continuing to just pour into Twitter to not really see the return there. Yeah. And that's great advice because you can't do it all. Um, yeah. even though sometimes you think you can, but there's not 25 hours in a day, Jason. I wish. I, I just have not found that. So um, you, you're doing so many things great, but there are still struggles. So what would you say is your biggest struggle when it comes to social media? Um, I, I think one of the biggest things, and I know, I know folks will relate to this, is just knowing what's going on around the district. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so often it's, hey, we had this happen today. Cool. Could you tell me about it yesterday? Or, hey, this happened. Here's two pictures where you look at the back of kids' heads and they're all super small. Can I see your kids enjoying what they're doing instead of all of their wonderful backs of haircuts? So I, I think that's the, the biggest struggle for me generally is just staying in the loop and knowing, hey, these things are happening before they happen. Um, because I, I love, like most of us, I love to get out in our schools. I love to see what's going on. I love to see what our kids are doing. And I want to cover that because, you know, I want to spread that positivity about Troy, um, and just knowing what's happening in advance. And if it, if I don't know in advance, getting quality content from, from people, um, it is, is one of the biggest pain points. And okay. I get it. You know, teachers aren't photographers. That's not their first thought is, oh, let me get good pictures so we can put it on, on Instagram, you know, nor should it be right. You know, they're responsible for their kids and what's going on in their classroom. But, um, I'd like to think I'm making some progress in making this kind of a culture of sharing of, Hey, tell me what's going on. I want to highlight your kids. I want to get this out there. Um, and, and we're seeing some growth, you know, I, I think there's, there's been some positive change there, which is, which is encouraging. Um, I just, yeah. I just always want more. And that's what I tell people. I'd rather know too much and have too many pictures and have to pick some things not to post um, than not have enough and be scrounging for content every week. 
Right. And, and you're about a year into your position. I once talked to a, a gentleman that was like five weeks into his position and he was feeling frustrated and trying to, and I'm just like, hold the phone. Like it's going to take, you know, months and years to develop the relationships, to get the content that you want, but here's some tips to get started. Yeah. And so I think the listeners will definitely uh, be able to relate to you. Um, so with that struggle, what would you say is your, the best social media tip for the listeners? Um, best social media tip. That's, that's so hard to just kind of pick something. Pick Cause one. I feel like, I feel like we're kind of just flying by the seat of our pants here. Like, Oh, this will <laughs> work. Um, you know, Oh, let's try this. Who knows? Kind of throw stuff at the wall and hope it sticks. Um, I, it sounds cheesy and it sounds kind of chintzy, but the more smiles you can put out there, the better. It doesn't have to be some big earth shattering, you know, final uh, culminating project. But if you can take pictures of high school science kids smiling while they're building a roller coaster, take a couple of pictures and put them out there and they're going to take off. Anything with kindergartners doing stuff, getting their hands dirty, having fun, the more smiles that you can put on your social media, the better off you're going to be because, you know, not to, you know, go down the rabbit hole of branding, but people come look at your social media to see what's going on in your school. And if they can look through and see these kids are really happy, look at all the stuff that they're doing. Oh, look at these cute kids smiling, doing this. Wow. Even the high schoolers are happy. You know, that says so much about your district, um, to people who don't may not know anything else. That may be all they know of their district before they of all they know of your district before they send their kids there um, or you know, start that process. But the more, the more smiles, the more positive stuff, um, let your social media be uh, an example of what your district is. You know, show me who your kids are. Show me what they do. Show me what it's like. Um, because that may be the only exposure that people get before they vote on your budget. Right. Yeah. Or choose to send your kid, their kids there or yeah. whatever. So, um, awesome. Well, Jason, our time has went really fast. Um, what would, what's the best way to stay connected to you? Um, probably email or Twitter. Um, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, but, um, my email address, uh, it's, it's L A Z J at Troy org, Um, and my Twitter handle is at Jason Laz J A S O N L A Z. Um, and those are probably the easiest way to to get in touch. And then if you know we need to get on the phone, call, text, whatever, then we can we can set that up. But uh, right. email and Twitter is probably the best place to start. And you'll even give out your real phone number for that. I not, will. I, I will the, share my real phone number, not my fake Google Voice number that doesn't have notifications turned on for sure. Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna link your email and your Twitter account, uh, personal, uh, in the show notes, along with uh, the links to your school district's account, so they can take a look. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. I really appreciate it, and I just uh, I can't wait to see the stories that you get to share in this next year in this job. Um, I'm a big fan and uh, I, I wish you the best. Thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yes, everybody. We'll see you back next week with another fabulous guest. Until then, keep telling those stories, probably showcasing some of those winter music programs and all of that stuff out on social media. Um, don't be afraid to share those. And even if it's not the best picture, um, you know, people do want to see that, uh, those activities going on. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Well, that's a wrap. 
I hope you learned a lot from this episode of the Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast. If you did, pass it on to others who might need to hear it too. And if you want to hang out with me even more, check out my membership program. It's the best way to get the year-round support, inspiration, and training on the ever-changing world of social media. Find out more at socialschoolforedu.com. We'll see you next week.